Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you are, please hit subscribe on your listening device. It helps me tremendously. As you know, I do this on the side for fun. It's not anything I get paid for, but I would like to be a little higher in the rankings if you don't mind helping a sister out. So hit subscribe, hit that big old five-star rating, and let's get started. So surgery is a big deal. I see a lot of people who are nervous to go into bariatric surgery. They just don't really know what to expect. They're second-guessing themselves. And the mental clarity around the surgery is a, a huge thing to really undertake and understand as you go through the bariatric surgery process. Here's why I say that. Um, it could be a real mind bender because I know I don't see myself right now in the size that I currently am, just as I didn't really see myself being that big in the mirror before surgery. Like, I didn't see this, like, total fat ass, right? But now when I look at my before and after photos, the only, that's when I see the difference. I don't necessarily see that when I look in the mirror. It's not full body dysmorphia, but it's it's on the line. And... I guess I was just like happy with what I had, but I knew I was unhealthy. And now I like just can't believe that in what, eight, nine months that I'm so different. I'm over 60 pounds down. My clothes fit differently. I I feel more comfortable in my skin. And I didn't realize how uncomfortable I really was until then. And like just the amount of weight that I've lost when I look at it like Physically, when I look at something that's 20 pounds and I think, oh my God, I lost like three of those. It's insane. It's insane to realize, but it's a real mental mind twister. It really is the whole surgery process. So I wanted to do an episode just around mental clarity because I think it's something that's very important for anyone who's considering bariatric surgery of any type. Because getting surgery is always a big deal always. And this is a major surgery. I had the sleeve, the vertical sleeve gastrectomy, and they cut out 80% of my stomach, 80%. And I have staples now, stapling my stomach. So, um, that's huge. That's a major organ that you have removed the majority of. So you have to be mentally prepared to be successful. You have to be mentally prepared to hit a weight loss stall. You have to know what you're going into and you need to be certain it's what you what you want because I see people like a week out and they're like I made a mistake everyone has the oh fuck moment that's what I'm gonna call it it's not graceful it's not pretty yes I cussed um that's just who I am but everybody has that oh my god what did I do moment it's how you get past that moment that's gonna tell your story so here are just five tips I have to mentally prepare you for the bariatric process the first one is start with realistic expectations a big pet peeve of mine is when I see people one to two weeks out of surgery and they're like, I haven't lost a hundred pounds. 
Well, uh, no, it's not an overnight miracle. You have to work at this. It's a tool. You hear it all the time. So why would you expect that you're suddenly like going to have surgery and just lose 100 pounds right away? That's just not how it works. Like, yes, the tool helps you the first year, maybe 18 months if you're lucky. But after that, it's all about your diet, your habits. You play the role in your weight loss success. So don't expect an overnight miracle. Expect a journey with ebbs and flows and stalls and, you know, just major body changes. And even if you don't lose weight, your body's still kind of shifting around. So when you hit a stall, a lot of people will take measurements because they might not have lost weight, but you're still losing inches because your body is continuously changing in this process. It's really weird. Like I said, it's a whole it's a whole mental mind bender. So starting with realistic realistic expectations is the best thing you can do for yourself and have a process that's going to like document those realistic expectations for you. So you remember to stay on track, you remember to stay on the journey. Um, getting discouraged if you don't see the same results that somebody else had doesn't mean you're not going to get results. It just means that everybody is different and the lifestyle changes and diet habits play a big role in the weight loss. You could do everything perfect and not lose as much as Susie down the hall who also had surgery the same day. Everybody's body is different. Um, So having those realistic expectations helps you really understand that it is truly a journey and it's not really the destination. The second tip I have is not to do it alone. You need a support system. And if you're, if you, if you're not married or you don't have a spouse or you don't have anyone in your home who's um, going to do the journey with you, find somebody through the bariatric boards, like whether it's a Facebook group, um, somebody who went through the program and the surgery with you at the same time and you meet in the hospital, like find somebody who's going to go through this journey with you and somebody that you can talk to. You can seek out a primary care provider for your family. You can seek out a therapist, a nutritionist, but don't do it alone because you're going to talk yourself out of things very, very easily. You know, accountability goes a long way in this program and sometimes having somebody else watch you or talk with you during it is that accountability check that you need. I'm very lucky. My husband's very supportive of my journey. Um, And if I want to make a bad decision, he questions it in a nice, loving way, not in an asshole way. But um, I don't go through it alone. So, and he's, he's very supportive of the whole process. Number three for mental clarity before going into surgery is recognize a food addiction and the importance of physical activity. I know I was not a sugar addict before surgery, but I definitely was a, a takeout junkie. Um, like I loved ordering food off of uh, Postmates and delivering it. I loved a good deep fried fish and chips from this British pub that we have. I loved a good potato, a good French fry. Not even a potato, a French fry that's been, you know, all nutritional value is gone at that point. But I was definitely a foodie, but I was not a sugar addict. But the sugar addiction seems to be what hurts the majority of people the most going through this process, especially when you start doing the liquid diet and there's no caffeine. If you ate a lot of sugar beforehand or you were a soda drinker, you're going to have some headaches during those first couple of weeks. The more water you drink, the better you will feel because it kind of flushes things out. But the minute you decide to start going on this journey, pay attention to what maybe your food addiction is because sugar for sure 
will throw you into a loop. Sugar makes you crave other food because it's processing a trigger in your reward center of your brain. So when you start cutting it out, you crave it more. It's literally an addiction. Same with dairy, for the record. Dairy literally causes an addiction because of the casein protein in it. So when you want to go dairy-free, it actually takes two weeks to completely leave your system. And in the meantime, your body is craving it because it's craving this addictive protein. I'm completely dairy-free, have been dairy-free since I was 20 years old. So I went through that, and it really is a struggle. And I didn't care about milk, I didn't care about ice cream, but cheese was a huge addiction. Now that I don't have dairy in my system anymore, like I don't really get colds, I don't um, dairy builds the mucus within you. So if you have a cold and you're eating ice cream or you're sick and you're eating ice cream, that's what makes you stuffed up more by the way, or like really bad coughs. But because I don't eat dairy, I also don't really crave sugar. And that correlation was huge for me. Even fruit to this day is too sweet for me. So I can do berries that are tart, but I can't do like a mango, a papaya. Citrus is very sweet to me. Um, because I taste that natural sugar. Um, so recognizing your food addiction is huge when you go into the process of this. Like I said, I just loved to taste anything savory. I'm still a savory person, but now I make better choices with it. Um, you know, I probably grazed on junk food a little too much. I loved a good chip and hummus (laughs) and why the hummus is okay. It's not okay in large portions because it's very calorie dense and you can't eat all your calories in hummus and potato chips. Um, but just, just pay attention to it because if you're a fast food person or you're a food delivery person, or you always have treats in your house, you always have junk food, you always have processed foods in the freezer ready to just put in the oven because you don't want to cook. Those are things that can make or break the journey post-surgery. So the the thing I always recommend is is don't do the processed foods because they become more addictive. Try to get your protein and your your healthy food from or your healthy protein from real whole foods. So if cooking isn't your thing, as you start going through the classes and the journey, maybe you start cooking. There are plenty of cookbooks out there that are like five ingredient bariatric friendly meals where they're very, very simple. You can Amazon simple bariatric cookbooks and a plethora of recipes and ideas pop up. Same on Pinterest. You don't even have to buy a cookbook. You could just go to Pinterest and get recipes. So consider that because it's a huge, huge step in the whole entire process. It really, truly is. Hey, everyone. As you know, I've been talking about it. April is Autism Acceptance Month, and I have a collection on my page at lizraofficial.com shop called Autism Acceptance, and every shirt purchase goes to donate to Autism Society here in Colorado. So be a part of the change. Do something bigger and better. Get a cute t-shirt out of it, but also support a worthy cause. Again, April is Autism Acceptance Month, and I have four different shirts on my website for you to choose from. Two hoodies and two t-shirts, and they are super cute, and you're supporting a good cause. Step number four in the mental clarity process is to seek help for depression ahead of time. Um, I definitely was depressed and I had thought I was out of the darkest hole of that depression. But now as I'm sleeping more, I'm eating better. Um, I'm physically feeling better. Someone said to me yesterday, you look happy. 
I haven't seen you look happy in a while. And I realized while I was telling myself I was better, I really wasn't. I was definitely still depressed, but I was more focused on my anxiety because that was my bigger struggle. But you will go through a psych evaluation for the journey. Be as honest as possible. Most programs have a therapist on the program post-surgery, so you can talk to them as much as you need. But bariatric surgery is 80% Effective, but it takes a lot of time to focus and keep the weight off. And it's important that your emotional energy is supporting all of your efforts. So if you suffer from depression, um, struggle with any sort of food addictions, definitely talk to a therapist and do it sooner than later and talk about what it what it is and why you truly are going through this process and what you're looking to change. Because I now realize I was not looking to change my body. I was looking to change my mental clarity. Um, I, when my friend told me you look happy, I realized I am. I'm so much more happy, uh, happier. I'm more confident. I want to do more things. I want to be more present in my everyday life. And it was all because I made this decision, um, to change my lifestyle and to stick to it and to use this tool to completely write a new story for myself. So, If you suffer from any sort of depression, um, emotional distress, if you're eating more because of anxiety or whatever that may be, definitely talk to a therapist. Um, There's no shame in it, you guys. There's a thousand ways to do it. They even have teletherapists now on Teladoc. So you can don't even have to leave your house to talk to someone. So if getting out the door and and going to a therapist's office is what's stopping you, you could do it online. So definitely do it. because it will help you in the long hand. Number five, my last tip on the mental clarity steps is understanding the risk of other addictions. So alcohol, tobacco, drug addictions can also undermine your efforts to lose weight. So I, I am not an alcoholic and I don't use that word lightly in this journey. I do like my wine. Um, I had an episode earlier and you can go back and find it called the alcohol episode of everything alcohol does to you post-surgery. So it's getting into your liver faster. It's getting into bloodstream faster. You're supposed to feel the effects faster. So a lot of people end up drinking more because they feel the buzz so quickly, but it also fades more quickly. I didn't have that kind of side effect, but I still do like my wine, but I, I limit myself and I watch it because I know that it can easily become an addiction post-surgery. I'm very lucky that I don't really have an addictive personality in that way, but these things are also high in calories, which reduce and that reduces your inhibitions, right? So, um, I live in the state of Colorado. A lot of people smoke weed. Well, weed notoriously gives you the munchies. So think about how m- you're not really going to be mindful eating if you have the munchies, or you're not in control of your habits. Same with alcohol. So, you also don't necessarily feel the food you're eating if you eat on a stomach when you've been drinking because it kind of coats your stomach and everything pushes through faster. So you're not getting that full sensation. You're also not getting any nutrients out of the food you eat at that point either, FYI. Um, so a lot of people don't realize that one drink can even put them over the blood alcohol limit, limit uh, post-surgery. So if you have a glass of wine at dinner and then drive, you could actually get arrested for a DUI. Fun fact, did you know? Um, also tobacco use increases the risk of surgical complications. So if you're a smoker, I would definitely recommend you quit before surgery because patients who 
Return to smoking after surgery can develop post-surgical stomach irritation, and it's just not good. You can have ulcers. You can have um, acid issues. You can actually irritate the stomach lining so bad that you have tremendous amount of stomach pain. So smoking, it's bad in a plethora of ways for your lungs, right? But it's also bad for your stomach post-surgery. There are also some things that are can be life-changing in a good way. I don't want to be so negative, um, but there are things that will help your mental clarity as well. When you think about the benefits of improved cardiovascular health, your long-term remission for type 2 diabetes, improved blood pressure, so your stress levels aren't just going to like skyrocket all the time anymore. Um, The relief from depression was huge for me. That was a personal victory that I didn't even realize was obstructing my way. Um, Elimination of obstructive sleep apnea. That is how I actually qualified for my surgery, and it's completely eradicated. So over 60 pounds down, I am sleeping. And that sleep leads to less stress. It leads to less anxiety, which leads to less depression, which leads to less eating. And it's a full circle of life for me, the sleep cycle. Um, You get a lot of relief from joint pain. You have improved fertility chances. And you'll have alleviation of other medical conditions such as pregnancy complications, cancer, and gallbladder diseases, and more because your body will be in a much healthier whole state. So keep in mind that the journey starts with the classes. It starts with you making your first appointment for the consultation. You go through your classes. You go through the psych evaluation. You go through the nutritionist, um, to get a plan together, but this is a journey. It's not a destination. It's a journey. I know that sounds cheese ball, but it really truly is, um, what it is. And you get, you got to lean in, you got to lean in, you got to make the necessary steps. You got to make the changes. You have to hold yourself accountable, but you also need to be mentally prepared. So really think about what it is you're doing because, You're not going to go back to your old lifestyle. If you do, you will regain, and the surgery will have been for nothing. And it's a, like I said, it's a major surgery, so don't put yourself through it if you're not 100% certain this is the right step for you. I don't regret it at all. I would do it again in a heartbeat, and that is truly, truly how I feel. I would love to hear how your journey has gone. So if you could send me a note on my Instagram at LizRouteOfficial, or you can send me an email at LizRouteInfo at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how your journey is going and what works for you and what mental issues maybe you overcame through this process. With that, guys, it's, it's been real. It's been fun. And let's talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.